Discussion keeps the world turning. This is Roundtable. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Roundtable. Coming to you live from Beijing. I'm He Young. Good to have you join us. Get ready to dive into the fast-paced world of China's express delivery business. A whopping 120 billion parcels zooming across the nation annually. We go beyond the speedy deliveries. Take a look at the logistics behind these province and border-hopping parcels and explore how this industry is stepping. Up its game on the green front, and imagine this: you're enjoying a tasty meal in a hot pot restaurant, and suddenly, the waiters start dancing to the beat. Love it or cringe at it? Is it a quirky distraction or the best dinner show in town? For today's program, I'm joined by Yushun and Gao Jinya in the studio. First on today's show. The surge in e-commerce has propelled China's express delivery industry to remarkable heights for more than a decade, according to the State Post. Bureau's latest announcement on December the fourth, the annual parcel volume in China has soared beyond an unprecedented 120 billion. With online shoppers increasingly demanding rapid and secure deliveries, available and Affordable express delivery services have seamlessly integrated into our daily lives. So now let's take a look at basically an update on these quite significant numbers in the express delivery industry in China. Yes, absolutely. We can see that in recent years, Chinese express delivery industry has maintained robust growth momentum, and we can see data of state. Post Bureau shows that since March 2023, monthly express volumes have exceeded 100 billion pieces, with an average monthly business income exceeding 90 billion yuan, and that's about 12.5 billion U.S. dollars, and that is also reaching historic highs. And as the industry entered its peak season in November, we know that with some, you know, Chinese shopping festivals like Double Eleven. Express delivery maintained popular, handling over 430 million daily parcels,、um, playing a greater role in connecting supply and demand, and integrating online and offline operations. And we can see under this kind of competitive environment, a lot of express delivery giants are emerging, such as SF Express, JD Logistics, and a lot of. Uh, express express companies like ZTO, YTO, STO, and taking ZTO Ex- Express as an example, it completed a business volume of 24.39 billion items in 2022, and that is surpassing the total of the three global express delivery giants UPS, FedEx, and DHL. And we can absolutely see, you know, the growth in Chinese express delivery industry. Yes, and this is one of those areas that we've seen growth, growth, growth for years. And、uh, at this moment, it seems like well, maybe it's an opportune time to see、um, how things have been going for some time. And people tend to ask, like, after so much growth, shouldn't there have like you know a plateau period that maybe we have hit, or you know, what's the step next? What's your observation at this particular time in history when we're looking at the delivery business here in China and possibly going abroad? 
Yes, personally, I think um, I think this uh, delivery business is going to robust. It's it's going to continue to grow. And I think it's based on a few advantages here in China. Uh, first of all, you know the cost of uh, labor. The cost of labor is not that much compared to, especially compared to Western countries, and also China's infrastructure. Um, you can't tell you 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 can't find it. Maybe you can find it. Find another one here in Asia, and、uh, this advanced internet technology has been making you know so selecting and delivering so convenient, and um. <laughs> You know, I'm a, such a huge fan of online shopping.、Mm-hmm. I think among this 120 billion packages, I've been contributing to it. You know, like at least 30 packages every month. Sorry about that. <laughs> I know this is so environmental unfriendly,、mm-hmm. but you know,、um, I've been doing some self-reflection,、mm-hmm. and also this whole industry. I know it's taking steps to to change, like to go green. So、mm-hmm. I hope some. I'm I'm positive about that, and I hope something will happen. But definitely, I think it's so convenient for every one of us.、Mm-hmm. So it's going to continue to grow. Yeah, and it's really changed the way we organize. Parts of our lives, as such, and let me elaborate.、Uh, let's say two decades ago, you wouldn't think about buying so much stuff online, of course, and also、um, sending stuff from A to B. Especially, okay, it could be in the same city. Or it could be、uh, cross-provincial-wise. You just would not、uh, consider it as、um, something you would do so easily. To put it that way, and I remember years ago, maybe like 15 years ago, when I first visited Japan, and、um, to、uh, so so basically, my friend and I, we were going to a different city. You know, when you're traveling, you have these really busy travel plans, and、um, and we bought something, and the shop assistant offered to just send it directly to our next hotel,、mm-hmm. and I remember being. So astonished by this kind of service. First of all, that she didn't、uh, charge us anything, and also that would be an option, you know. And nowadays in China, or at least for at least a decade, I think, you know, just receiving stuff at your doorsteps and just making these orders with the tapping、uh, on your smartphone is just something you do every day, and you don't even think about it. And this is the part of the delivery business in this country. Um, that only we are referring to、um, sending out goods and not meals, you know. So this is the quaidi service that we're talking about,、mm. not the vai、uh, mai、mm-hmm. service, which is、uh, sp- specifically referring to、um, delivery of. Uh, fresh meals, as such, so it's really changed the way we look at a lot of this、um, shopping behavior, or when we're making these choices, and especially these days,、um, the customers, the users, we take it for granted that it has to be super fast, same day delivery, or maybe forty eight hours. That's the least I can I can take, and also it has to be affordable prices, and it has to. If it's not bolio, if not the、um, delivery fee is covered by the seller, then 
You don't really feel like you're going to bring your business to this particular vendor. That's how spoiled、mm. we are. And also, of course, with these huge volumes, it、um, it brings problems. And one of it, you guys have mentioned briefly, that is. As the express delivery sector continues to expand, environmental concerns come to the forefront. How can this industry uphold its environmental promises? And this is a new development of things. And how have they done so far?、Hmm. Uh, first of all, I think we need to know that you know plastic waste is kind of a one of the biggest problem that we may face when when these kind of You know, delivery industry is developing so fast. It is estimated that China's express delivery industry annually consumes approximately 1.8 million tons of plastic waste. And、um, we know that in our daily life, when we're using these kind of、um, you know single-use plastic bags or bubble wrap, these are all can be plastic waste. So a lot of Delivery companies are actually using some kind of are doing something. Okay, they there are some measures that that has been done to actually go a greener way of、um, like delivering our our packages. So、mm-hmm. first of all,、uh, we can see a lot of companies are using a lot of technologies to actually、um, to use the algorithm to actually detect that which. Kind of size of the box that they need to use, so that they can increase the density of the packing. You know, so and then they use narrow tapes, and also replacing paper waybills with electronic ones to further reduce material consumption. And according to estimates, in the packaging process, the carbon reduction per individual cardboard package is approximately sixty-five grams of carbon dioxide equivalent. So. When you're using these, you know, packing monitoring algorithms, narrow tape tapes, and、um, electronic waybills,、mm. which we 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 know that it will, you know, kind of um, it, it's kind of a greener way of packing things. Yeah, and after all these years of talking about such problems and issues, it's. Really promising to see that companies actually do take these issues to heart and、mm. have made major changes in the nitty gritty of everyday business to really help to. I wouldn't go that far to say saving the environment, but certainly reduce a lot of this carbon footprint. And、uh, what have you seen as the industry trying to step up their game to make? Um, the whole process greener. Yeah,、um, He Yang, you just pointed out because I think yeah we've been discussing this whole、um, for, for a few yeah, years over packaging、yeah. thing for for years.、Mm, I think、uh, progress is there, but it's just not it's it's quite slow.、Mm. Basically, I think it's slow. Mm, mm, I think on、uh, on the consumer side, you know they will they wouldn't. Love to see something they receive is maybe the package is broken. Oh,、uh, they would doubt about the quality of the products, and also on the、um, retailer side, you know they would worry that if the consumer would re- return the products, it will increase their cost. So I th- that's why they've been you know doing this whole over packaging thing all the years.、Mm. But yeah, like what Yushun just pointed out, it's good that we have we we have these technologies and these practices. It's just I hope that. 
you know, it it can be expanded. Like I said, you know, I've been receiving, you know, five packages are still on the way. You know, my packages, <laughs> but no, seldom. You know, among them, maybe one or two, the packages is okay. And, you know, not that overpacked, and um, packaged. And also, I think um, those those ones who are you know environmental friendly, they would give me a quite good. E- Impression. Um, maybe, for example, if I buy a dress from a certain brand, they will bring this dress to me in a plastic bag, and they're telling me this plastic bag is biodegradable. Mm. Yes, and then I said, "Oh, this is good. I'm going to, you know, shop、um, another time at this certain, you know, shop、uh, online shop."、Mm-hmm. So, but I think most of the packages, it's not, it's just not that, you know, good to me. I'm sorry, I've been guilty, you know, buying all this stuff online.、Uh, but <laughs> you keep on saying that, yeah. But the thing is, okay. One of the thing is, we're at that、um, time of the year where、um, a lot of shopping or online shopping happens. You know,、yeah. so you're, yeah, you're just like a lot of other people. You know, you're 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 part of the、uh, the the consumption force, which is also you know making your contribution to the economy. But well, but also- thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, I'd like to share another example. I have this friend. She's a kind of like a environmentalist,、mm-hmm. and she's. Trying her best to not to shop online.、Yeah. I don't know how did、uh, she manage to do that. I think we can be that's, friends. That's what <laughs> really. <laughs> I, I don't shop that often, nor do I ever return anything online. <laughs> and you know what she, to-、uh, she told me? If she can't find something, she has to find something online. Yeah. She's going to you know secondhand platforms. Yeah. Not new ones. Okay, so、mm. she's really pushing it to the next step. And actually, a lot of、uh, young people in Europe. Particularly, they're like you know, vintage has become such a big thing in fashion, and finding these、uh, pre-loved, pre-owned items with an extra flair is just so much better than buying something brand new.、Mm-hmm. I think once that kind of psyche really kicks in、uh, to to the masses,、mm-hmm. then it's a wonderful thing. But but、um, in China, I think for this acceptance of second-hand goods. Is growing, but、right. yet are we there yet?、Yeah. And also, we're seeing that you know, just a couple more words with、uh, what the companies have done,、uh, which I think is really important. One thing is that they have really tried. Well, they've tried and succeeded to a certain extent of、mm. bringing in a new energy. You know, like、right. yeah.、Mm-hmm. They are actually using new energy vehicles to actually、um, deliver all of, basically, a lot of their parcels. And also, we can we know that、um, most of the delivery、uh, warehouses are huge, right? And they are, and then their rooftop can be the you know kind of perfect place for installing a lot of、uh, solar panels. And then they can actually use these kind of.、Um, Um, clear energy, and this is kind of their way to, you know, greenifying their、um, method、mm-hmm. of delivering all of these packages. And also, I think from the perspective of consumers, these companies are also involving consumers to go greener. For example, they are introducing some, some campaigns or activities to. Um, let the consumers to return their packages, especially these cardboard packages, to these kind of、uh, delivery stations. Basically, they are in like community.、Mm-hmm. So、um, one way they can kind of reuse these packages. Another way they can also、um, make them into other another use. To, for example, to make it to 
like textbooks for rural area students. And then a lot of citizens are saying, okay, they are both dealing with the old items and also participating in charity, which is achieving two goals at one at once. So basically, it is attracting a lot of citizens to do so and also doing charity and I think going greener. Mm. And also, may I just quickly clarify or mm-hmm. ask you to clarify what do you mean by doing charity because these um like reused or these textbooks are sending to kids in rural areas for free oh mm. so there are some charity programs that right. have been rolled out and that's very thoughtful for those who um came up with this idea and to um and, and 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 to better the situation for those in need, I think that's definitely always something we can think about and take action on. And aside from the green aspect or the uh, demand that uh, these delivery companies are feeling for sure, there's another critical customer complaint for years that uh, – have been circling around that is data breaches and the worry that our privacy is in some vulnerable hands. And what have the delivery business improved in that regard? Or do you feel any better these days when it comes to all that information about you, about what you've bought, where you live, when you buy, when you consume, and all those things that uh, is uh, data collected by these companies. Um, Junya, do you think that this is a universal worry? And uh, it what is. Ab- yeah. um, personally, um, I think I've already given up of my own information. It's uh, inf- personal data. It's being out, uh, you, you know, being collected by this? different pla- platforms, <laughs> and I can't do anything about it. But I've tried my best, you know, to clean my information, my address, my name, on, you know, this uh, all the packages. But it's just not enough. I think, but um, the technology is there, but we need time. And um, maybe I, w- I, I would propose, uh, you know, make some proposal. Maybe just... Uh, let's say, a QR code on the package. And this QR code can only be scanned by this retailer and the specific mm-hmm. client who's receiving the package. In that case, I think it will avoid you know so many risks of the leaking of the information. Well, can I just quickly add one point here then? Because mm-hmm. for more than a year, it feels already nowadays on your way bill, like usually most of your private information is, ble- is being uh, blurred out. You know, mm. so so now it's isn't that like a major step in making you feel well to make it safer for everybody? But not all of them, the delivery companies are doing this because I've been still I've been receiving mm. packages with my whole name, my phone number and address. Yeah. yeah. And I have a friends who say that they only leave pseudonames online, mm. that they, they have. Well, but you can't really um, leave a fake address because you want to <laughs> receive your stuff. But just leave a, but but you know, like you said, the technology is there, and we need more of these delivery companies to be on board. It, it sounds like it's kind of an easy thing to do. Yeah, this <laughs> I think uh, you're saying the point. You know, um, it it is kind of a good way to actually protect yourself by just using um, a nickname or just putting your surname on your waybills. And also, actually, there are some national standards or policies are stating that to uh, 
to actually protect our personal information. You know, in April of this year, two new national standards for express electronic waybill were officially implemented, and among them, it is explicit. Explicitly stated that express delivery companies and e-commerce operators and other entities should take measures to avoid displaying the complete personal information of the sender and recipient on the waybill. And more、mm-hmm. specifically, they are, you know, actually advocating these companies to hide more than one Chinese character of the recipient's name and hiding more than six digits. Of the contact phone number and hiding unit and room numbers in the address on the expressway bill, and also I think we can promote this,、uh, you know, fac-、uh, the use of express、uh, facilities. You know, we just go to those、um, cardboards to pick up our own packages. Because、um, on the one hand, it will reduce the,、uh, you know, the labor of this.、Uh, Uh, delivery guys, and on the other, on the other hand, you know, it will protect our information. And I think if certain customers, if they want、uh, the delivery guy to deliver this、uh, packages on door, maybe they need to pay extra. That's, that's the way. a radical <laughs> suggestion. Yeah, that's what what I've been thinking about. You know, I've been shopping on 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 the one hand, on the other hand, I've been trying to you know seek solutions to go you know go green, you know, to be more environmental friendly. So you mean you would prefer the delivery guy basically just to place、Put、your、it. parcel at the gate of your residence? Actually, now that, that's what they've been doing. I don't have any choice. Maybe it's because of the apartment I've been、oh. living. Knows. So、High rise, floors, yeah. yeah.、Um, But that's yeah. already.、Uh, th- this might have already been a topic of discussion on roundtable、mm. a couple of years ago or so when people complained that how come my delivery person does not bring my parcel to my door, especially when you know that's sort of like the default. Option that、mm-hmm. most people enjoy, and when、um, the delivery person doesn't do that, then it's like you haven't served up, you haven't lived up your promise, and and people actually make complaints. And we know that you know once these uh, delivery service uh, personnel's get a bad review, then、mm-hmm. it it most possibly means a deduction of pay, and、uh, certainly they don't want that. So. Yeah, that's the that's thing. That's really、about. radical. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Okay. And、uh, also, another new、uh, development, or maybe this could be what more companies might follow suit, is that well, this、uh, market in China seems to be rather mature when it comes to express deliveries, and therefore some of these companies are turning their attention overseas, and that's no easy feat because. For such a comprehensive, rapid, and secure、uh, delivery service to be in place, you need infrastructure. You need the necessary workforce who can do the job. So, how do you feel about Chinese express companies turning their attention to maiden territory or you know areas when it comes to delivery overseas? You shouldn't. Do you have any information on this? Yes, I'm、um, actually. We can see customs data shows that in the first three quarters of this year, China's cross-border e-commerce, or we can call it international e-commerce, imports and exports reached 1.7 trillion yuan, and that's about three 236 billion U.S. dollars, and that is a growth of 14.4 percent. And among them, 
exports amounted to 1.3 trillion yuan, with a growth of 17.7 percent. And、um, I think we can see nowadays a lot of brands are actually going abroad.、Um, not only these, you know.、Um, E-commerce players such as Tamu and Shein, right? Also,、mm-hmm. these、um, other representatives include not only B- BYD or Neo in the EV sector, but also TikTok and Quai in short video platforms. So these factors and these brands are bringing, I think, Chinese products to abroad. And、um, it, also, I think the quality of you know Chinese service is also. Boosting the、yeah. development overseas,、yeah. indeed. And right before the show, Junya, you told me the story of sending your friend in Zimbabwe. Yeah,、uh, delivery from Beijing. You know, we have this、uh, such a huge manufacturing industry. My friend is、uh, in Zimbabwe is asking for a BP. A watch that can monitor her BP and bought her online on Friday,、mm-hmm. and this Monday, and she, last Friday I bought bought her this one, and this Monday she's re- she's already got it.、Wow. This this is you know how amazed of、uh, China's speed, because uh, uh, it's Chinese people who's been doing this delivery thing. Yeah, and、uh, there's plenty of experience that they can bring to this destination com-、uh, country, but also it's important to see the specific needs of a different consumer base,、mm-hmm. and that's exciting. Exciting, but also the really difficult part of bringing your business overseas as well.